0: every time of day it is you're listening to this. Welcome to episode 6 of Scourge Divas. My name is Kirsty and I am joined from afar by Casey. Hello. How are you, Casey?
1: I am well. How are you? I'm so tired. You're so tired? I'm so tired. Why are you tired? I don't know. I just ab. I'm just so tired.
0: <laughs> I feel like trying to clean my house. Like proper oh no. clean my house and it's going horribly.
1: That was your first mistake.
0: I know. It's like... I spend half my time just hoovering up cat hair. There's so much cat hair. So You'll much... never get
1: all the cat <laughs> hair.
0: Do you want to know some of the places I found cat hair?
1: Was it everywhere?
0: <laughs> yes, but like I keep finding it on plates. Okay. In the cupboard, despite the fact that the cupboard's always shut. Hmm. I keep finding it on the desk and behind the desk. Okay. Um, I find it on my clothes that I haven't worn. Right. It's in the wine glasses. <laughs> The bottom of my curtains look like little furry animals. Oh no. <laughs> it's so bad. What are your cats doing? Just existing. Oh dear. To be fair, like I have a fluffy cat and a not so fluffy cat. And the fluffy cat is by far the worst. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure the only route out now is just to shave her completely.
1: I don't think she'd appreciate that.
0: Well, I would. <laughs> because it would save me... It would save me, like, unearthing clouds of fur. I swear to God, if I I brushed her, I could probably have enough fur to make a second, smaller cat (laughs) exactly the same as her.
1: It is absurd. I think you should do that, and then put it next to her and take a picture of her reaction.
0: Yeah, I think I might. I'm going to get one of those, like, actual little... You know, the little close range... Not close range, that's weird. But, like, the... The brushes you get that are the teeth that like actually get hold of the fur. Yeah. Who like all the loose fur? My mum's got one of them for her dogs. I think I'm going to borrow it and actually do that and see if that helps because I don't know where, I don't know how she's got fur left. I don't know how she's not bald. <laughs> you should see the amount comes off, and every time you look at her funny, it just appears in a big cloud behind her. The moment you
1: touch her, you come away looking like Chewbacca. If you listen really carefully, can you hear her fur growing? Is that how fast yes. it grows?
0: Yes, like I don't bamboo. even know how it grows. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced it just. Can you hear bamboo? Bam, bam, bamboo. <laughs> can you hear bamboo grow?
1: Yeah, it grows really quickly. Well, that might be really? rhubarb. I might be getting them mixed up. It's definitely <laughs> one t- of the two.
0: <laughs> That's actually very. I'm going to Google which one it is. It um, might even be
1: both.
0: Okay, I I'll Google. I'll
1: Google what to them it is, and you go through what we're going to cover this evening. Okay, so. We're going to start by talking about the new mulligan rule that's being introduced with uh, Magic Corset 2020. And then we're going to talk about the, the big news in the animation world with the, the Netflix Magic the Gathering TV show. Yas! Yas, yes, indeed. Then we're going to have a Tybalt's Rager. Yes, as always. And, uh, uh as always. And then, uh... We might have a game. We might have a game. So apparently um, you can hear rhubarb growing. Okay.
0: Because you can hear the buds cracking open, right. apparently. But uh, bamboo apparently can grow in optimum conditions up to 46 inches a day. Yeah. A day? How many feet yeah. is that? 36, uh, 40. That's about four feet.
1: That's like three and a half, four feet, yeah.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: It grows really quickly, but um, rhubarb does as well. If you like, if you force it, they both grow really quickly. Is you force rhubarb to grow? You just like standing over it like a drill sergeant. I, I don't know the mechanics of it. I'm not a botanist. Ask ask a ask a botanist or a farmer. I or bring, a rhubarb a rhubarbist. Yeah, a rhubarbist.
0: Okay, well that's. But that's I, what it's
1: called. It's called forcing it. I have learned something new about about plants. That's so
0: that's so creepy. Casey, step into my judge booth.
1: I have already entered your judge booth
0: have you take have you taken a seat in my judge booth
1: i have I'm. I am ready
0: okay, ah uh, we're going to talk about the new Mulligan rule that comes into effect in July. It's snazzily called the London Mulligan, which sounds very classy it, it
1: does it does so classy. It sounds I don't know if it's more classy than the Paris Mulligan
0: oh that's true. The Paris Mulligan does sound classy.
1: Like, I don't want to insult Vancouver, because Vancouver is, I'm sure, a lovely city, I've never been there, but I don't know if it's on the level as uh, as Paris and London, but that might be my Eurocentricity showing.
0: Vancouver's like the party mulligan.
1: That's true. Whereas the
0: Paris mulligan and the London mulligan are like your, your, your kind of upper-middle-class grandparents that come to visit once a year. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So, Casey, why don't you tell us the difference between the current mulligan system and the London mulligan?
1: So, the current mulligan system, as as you said, the Vancouver mulligan, is uh, was introduced with, I want to say, Battle for Zendikar.
0: It was Battle for Zendikar.
1: Yeah. Um, so, with this system, if you don't like your starting hand, you shuffle it back into your library and draw one fewer card. And you can do that as many times as you want, drawing one fewer card each time. Once you're happy with your hand... If your hand has fewer cards than your starting hand size, whatever the starting hand size for that format you're playing would be, normally seven. Uh, so if you got fewer than seven cards, you look at the top card of your library and you can choose to put it on top or on the bottom. It's basically scry one, but it's not officially a scry. So that's the Vancouver Mulligan. The London Mulligan is a bit better, but it's a bit more complex. If you don't like your hand, You're again going to shuffle it back into your library, but every time you're going to draw seven cards. But once you've drawn seven cards, you have to choose a number of cards from your hand equal to the number of times you have mulliganed and put those cards on the bottom of your library in any order. So you draw your opening seven, you don't like it, you decide you want to mulligan, you shuffle it back in, draw another seven. You've mulliganed once, so you pick one card from your hand, put that on the bottom. If you don't want to keep that six, then you shuffle the six cards back in, draw another seven, now mulligan twice, so you'll take two cards from your hand, put them on the bottom of your library, and so on and so on. Um, Now, you can effectively shortcut this to you draw seven every time, and once you've decided you're going to keep, then you choose a number of cards equal to the number of times you've mulliganed and put them on the bottom, but that's not technically how it works, and it does funny things with serum powder if you do it wrong, so it's it's best to just put the cards on the bottom each time. It'll also help you keep track of how many times you've mulliganed, because I think that's the biggest danger with the the new London mulligan, is judge, I forgot how many times I mulliganed.
0: I think it's going to be interesting to see whether they actually um update the... What's the name of the infraction for not mulliganing properly?
1: Mulligan procedure error.
0: I keep wanting to call it improper drawing at start of game because that's how you've got to enter it when you're submitting penalties into the software. I think it'll be interesting to see if they update that to make it so that you have you have to put... Because mm-hmm. I was discussing this the other day. Because um, I always thought it worked the way you've just said with the shortcut where you draw, you decide if you're going to keep then you put the cards back. And It's going to be interesting to see if they actually change the rules and the infraction to say that you have to do that or you get a penalty. Because I can see a lot of people getting getting yeah penalised for that if they change it. Just because they get used
1: to it. And, and what's interesting is shortly before we started recording, about half an hour before we started recording actually, um, the news went up on the MTG Arena forums about the technical test that they're going to be running. Um, for, for the implementation of the London Mulligan which is starting on June 7th so it'll run from June 7th to the 14th as part of the War of the Spark Chronicles event so that week is the, the Singleton event and it'll be testing the, the London Mulligan and how it's going to work in Arena because they've posted screenshots is you will look at your 7 and you'll have the option Mulligan or keep 7 if you choose to mulligan, you'll look at 7 and have the option mulligan or keep 6. If you mulligan, you'll ha- you'll look at 7 and have the option mulligan or keep 5, and so on. So you're only actually going to be forced to put the cards on the bottom of your library on Arena after you choose to keep a hand, which isn't technically how it should work in tabletop.
0: That is interesting, because that's explicitly... They've posted the uh rule on the announcement and it's laid out differently to that. It's laid out the way that we just said, where mm-hmm. you draw, you put the cards back. Oh, that's gonna be confusing.
1: It's gonna be confusing and it's gonna be um it's gonna be difficult for people coming from arena to tabletop because like I say, the with, with arena you've got a bit of software keeping track of how many times you've mulliganed. Mm-hmm. In tabletop, if you're not doing it properly for you putting the cards on the bottom after each mulligan, then it's going to be more easy to lose track. Now hopefully, fingers crossed you're not mulliganing as often as you would previously anyway. Yeah. Simply because of the fact that you're drawing more cards, you're seeing more cards, you're likely going to be mulliganing less. Like this, the whole point of this new mulligan is to try and mitigate the bad games that you get from mulligans to give you a better start in hand. So... Hopefully you'll be mulligan... Words! I I don't know my words tonight. Hopefully you'll be mulliganing less anyway. But as I'm sure we'll talk about shortly, there are some decks that are going to be mulliganing a lot and keeping track of how many times you have mulliganed is going to be very important.
0: Yeah, so based on that I kind of hope that they do let you shortcut. Because while I guess people might do it that way just so they can keep track, but that is gonna screw a lot of people over if they come straight from arena. Yeah. And the you can get a warning basically for doing the arena way. Yeah. Surely they must let you shortcut it. I, I, I would hope surely
1: you'll be able to that's... shortcut it. Um but like you say, we'll ju- we'll need to wait for the the policy update that comes with Corset twenty twenty. Uh, once we get that policy update and I'm sure mulligan procedure error is going to be completely rewritten. Yeah. Um, And then we'll know exactly how that's going to work. But until then, unless we get some sort of advanced preview of it, then we'll have to wait till July, probably. <laughs> A judge is getting an advanced preview. I know. I know. I know.
0: Did you say that they've um, they've updated the mulligan rules for Commander as well?
1: Yes, yeah, the Commander Rules Committee have said command- that they were
0: Was Commander always partial Paris. Which was uh you can draw seven and then if you don't you don't like you want to mulligan basically, you can you can choose cards to mulligan, put them aside, like if you don't like three cards in your hand, you can put those three aside, draw two, and then shuffle the three back in. So you've essentially got six, but you've picked the three you want to give so it up.
1: So Partial Paris actually got phased out in Commander when uh, the Vancouver Mulligan came in. When the Vancouver Mulligan was implemented with Battle for Zendikar, the Commander Rules Committee did away with the Partial Paris Mulligan and implemented Vancouver. Why wow, you can
0: tell I don't play Commander often. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so they're, they're going to
1: 90% in... of people that I know still used partial Paris.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've so. ever used anything other than partial Paris, but then I've never played competitive
1: EDH. I have no idea what competitive EDH or French EDH or whatever you want to call it uses, and I know... French EDH?
0: That's the posh uncle that turns up with your grandparents. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and slips, slips you 20 quid unless you smoke a cigar. Yeah, I know Canadian Highlander has its own mulligan as well, so I don't know if they've uh, if they've said if they'll be adopting london or not but they work on a a modified vancouver system where you go seven six six five five four four three three two two and so on so i think it's called the Sorensen mulligan but i might be getting that wrong if i'm wrong please one person tell me on twitter and everyone else (laughs) see that that one person has told me and not tell me
0: Yeah, go to uh, Scourge Stevens on Twitter and tell Casey if she's right or not. But just one person, specifically one. Yeah. It's a race to see who gets there first. So mostly the reaction to the London Mulligan has been reasonably positive. Yeah. And when they tested it at the Mythic Championship in London, which is why it's called the London Mulligan, people that came out of that were, I want to say, almost unanimously in favour of it. I've seen about four people say they don't like it, basically, and the whole... To, oh, is it, like a, just about 24 hours since it got announced Yeah, and the, the amount of people that are really into it is much higher so it seems good uh, the people that don't like it seems to just be everybody kind of throwing everything up in the air and saying mm-hmm. well, that's modern dead the, the theory is that if you have a, a deck with a super strong combo you can basically just look for your combo pieces and then keep a hand that's got all the bits that you need for your combo to go off and then just put the rest back through so there was a big fear that tron was going to be enormous because obviously you can you can look for your tron lands in karn or something yeah um which is probably why at the mythic championship uh there was the the biggest percentage of decks on day one and day two was tron presumably because people wanted to see if this was going to work or in theory they thought well theoretically this this you know you can get like turn four lock the game up pretty much yeah but it it kinda didn't end up working out that way, if I can get the percentages. It was I can't find the exact numbers, but the 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 percentage of Tron decks wasn't astronomically higher than whatever was second, which I think was something like Is It Phoenix. Oh here we go. So there were seventy-five players on Tron um throughout the whole event. And the next one was sixty two on Is It Phoenix, and it was humans fifty three, and then the next one was uh Blue White Control on thirty eight. So the number of while well, the number of Tron players was highest, um, it both only it only had two decks in the top eight, I think, as opposed to just running over everything. And the win rate was lower. The win rate of Tron was forty seven point seven percent, whereas is it Phoenix, Humans, Blue white Control, Dredge, Rock, yep. Burn, everything everything decks like that had over fifty per cent. So Tron didn't do as well as people thought it was gonna. But um, A lot of the people that are really against this and and kind of kicking off about it are just convinced that it's going to break Modern, it's going to break Legacy, it's fine for Standard Limited, but the Eternal formats, it's just going to completely bust them. And the same as well for Commander. Uh, There's people going really mad because they're convinced that their um, combo EDH decks are now just unbeatable, basically. Which I don't
1: think is the case. So... No, I, I really don't think it is. I think, so when the Magic Online London Mulligan test ran, because at, at the Mythic Championship in London, War of the Spark wasn't legal for the modern rounds, but when the test ran on Magic Online, War of the Spark was legal, so we had the new hotness that is the Neoform Malasaurus Rider deck. And decks like that, um, really fast combo decks really benefit from the london mulligan it it really vastly increases the chances of them getting their combo in their opening hand and going off on turn two or three before the opponent can do anything about it but the thing with the the test that ran on magic online uh, now i watched a lot of people play in the Neoform deck and and one even with the london mulligan it's not that good. Like, it doesn't get its combo a huge percentage of the time on, like, turn one or two. So there's time to disrupt it. Two, the metagame will adjust. Like, it, it just will. If if Neoform, Combo, or Ad Nauseam, or these other fast but fragile combo decks uh, start taking over the, the metagame, then the metagame will adjust. People will sideboard against it. And the thing about the London Mulligan is it makes you more likely to draw your sideboard cards as well. So people will just start playing more combat hate or combo hate. And the third thing is Modern Horizons wasn't out yet. And Modern Horizons will be out by the time the London Mulligan gets implemented. And there's a whole host of new things in there, if, namely Force of Negation, which is going to have a massive impact against combo decks. So I don't think Modern, honestly, has anything to worry about. Plus, they said in
0: the original announcement that they were going to be keeping an eye on the banned and Restricted list. So if something goes absolutely out the gates, ridiculous, and starts dominating, they're going to ban the things that do that before they switch the Mulligan back.
1: So the The deck that people were most worried about Benefiting from the London Mulligan that that would need to get hit with a, a a ban or in this case a restriction was Vintage Dredge because the the percentage chance of Vintage Dredge hitting a Bazaar of Baghdad in its opening hand goes up quite a lot in um with the London Mulligan. But again, they ran the test on Magic Online and. Vintage Dredge didn't do that much better with the London Mulligan rule. so This is the first time we've talked about Vintage. We're branching out. So, I, again, I don't think it's that much of an issue. And like you say, if if they need to ban or restrict cards, they'll ban or restrict cards. And honestly, Bazaar of Baghdad has been on the chopping block for a long time in Vintage. <laughs> a really long time. <laughs>
0: So yeah, basically, don't panic. It's not going to break anything.
1: Yeah, it's it's not the end of the world. It's really people, not. people.
0: I'm sure people, maybe not quite as strongly, but I'm sure people were upset when they changed to the Vancouver Mulligan.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: I don't. I hadn't been playing for as long then, so I don't remember. But every time, every time something happens, there's the kind of consensus:
1: it's going to kill at least one aspect of magic, and it hasn't happened yet. I mean, I remember changing from the all land slash no land mulligan to the Paris mulligan and there was outcry then as well and like the what? the what sorry? the all land no land mulligan okay what's that? for other people like myself who are little baby players so you would draw your opening hand if it had a mix of land and non land cards in it you had to keep it you had to keep it? yep
0: oh okay Um,
1: if it had all land or no land, then you revealed your hand to your opponent, you shuffled it into your deck, and you drew seven cards. You revealed you could... your hand to your opponent? Yeah. You I mean, could... I guess that makes sense, but still. And you could do that as many times as you wanted. Without drawing less? Without drawing less, yeah. You'd draw seven each time. Okay. This is why decks like um, Eight Land Stompy existed, which was a 60-card deck that played eight lands, because it only needed one.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see why they changed that. Yeah. Terrifying. The Magic the Gathering TV show. There's going to be a Magic the Gathering TV show. It's being produced, I think, by the people who did uh, De- Avengers Endgame. Developed, End developed. Game. yeah. Developed Avengers. What did I say? Produced. Just did. Or produced. Yeah. Ah, I don't watch movies. Which is why I haven't seen Endgame. You've seen Endgame, right? Is this good?
1: Yeah. So, I think they did Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Civil War, and then they did Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame. They were all good movies. I've seen none of these. They were all good movies. I mean, Endgame's the second biggest grossing movie of all time ever in the history of the world. So, having. What's the first one? Avatar.
0: Oh, how disappointing!
1: I know. Wasn't Avatar shit? Avatar was really shit.
0: Okay, so yeah, but there's people that did. Uh, my, I'm so tired. Words aren't working for me tonight. the The people that there's people that were involved with. Speaking of Avatar, Avatar: The Last Airbender, are involved with this. It's an animated show, by the way. We didn't see that. It is an
1: animated show, yeah, and it's going to be on Netflix.
0: But people that were involved with Avatar: Last Airbender, Rick and Morty, uh, various other shows that I've forgotten. But it sounds good. It, it does. And the promo, the promo uh, image that got put up when this was announced was... Was it the art for Exquisite Firecraft? Was it like an alternate angle? I,
1: I think so. It was definitely very like the art for Exquisite Firecraft.
0: So it's basically Chandra. Yeah. So there's been some speculation on what this is going to be. I think, has it been confirmed that it's going to be a, specifically about the Gatewatch? No. Or is this just heavily speculated based on the fact that Chandra's in it?
1: Yeah, that's just speculation based on Chandra being in the teaser image.
0: Okay, so let's let's run with it being about the Gatewatch because if everybody knows, everybody wants the Justice League. Yeah. So what do we think it's going to focus on? Presumably, is it? Do you think it's going to be like an animated representation of the story from the sort of inception of the Gatewatch going forward, or do you think it's going to be something different?
1: Honestly, I hope it's not. Because we've seen that story. We've seen that story played out in the, the cards and in the website fiction. I'd like to see it as as something original. Especially if we're going to have less focus on the Gatewatch for the next year or so. Or a couple of years in the game. Because I'm sure Maro said on his blog that they're, they're pulling back on the focus from the Gatewatch. So if we're going to get less of that. Over the next couple of years, I think a a story about what those characters are doing since the since the events of War of the Spark, or or what they did sort of in between the stories that we've seen, I think that would be more interesting. I don't want to see like the Bolas story arc again. I've I've, I've seen it. I've played it.
0: But then theoretically, they might want to bring in people that haven't played because it's going to be on Netflix. So, they might just animate the origin story
1: they might they might that's definitely possible. I would hope that what's more likely is especially given the lead times on animation like this, this has only just been announced now, obviously it's been being worked on for some time. I would hope, but I given the the lead times on both animation and Creating magic card sets. I'd hope that it would tie into whatever was being released at the same time as the the show aired. Because really, that's what you want.
0: Yeah, but if they're gonna, if they're gonna take away the focus of the Gatewatch, that unless it's not going to be with the Gatewatch and it's just going to be Chandra, Chandra and this epic adventure love story.
1: It could vary, but I I hope it's that.
0: <laughs> that would be amazing. Can you imagine? That would be the best
1: thing ever. I mean, they're obviously doubling down on Chandra because... Quite damn um,
0: right.
1: She's cool as fuck. She is cool as fuck. I but Chandra ahead. had the... When they resurrected the Magic Comics last year, it was Chandra that they were focused on. And the there's been a new series has been announced. I can't remember who the publisher is. I don't think it's IDW anymore, but I, I might be wrong. It might still be... Uh, but there's another series coming, and it's focusing on Chandra as well. And other members of the Gatewatch have been in it, but it's it's about Chandra.
0: See, when you said Resurrect the Magic Comic, I thought that was a reference to something in-game. And I was like desperately fishing through the lore that I knew from the past few sets, trying to work out what the Magic Comic was and when they'd resurrected it and what <laughs> impact it had. I thought it was going to be something that they, they used to like fight the Cobolus. No. That's how tired I am. I was like, oh, the magic comic, yeah, sure, that's uh, what Ugin used to take him to the prison realm.
1: It is, yeah. Um, uh, Ashiok showed uh, Bolas Ashiok's magic comic, and that's what (laughs) drew him into the the meditation realm.
0: So I was having fun at work, or I was trying to have fun at work, thinking of who who we wanted to voice the characters. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I have an issue with this because I don't watch films. I find that my attention span doesn't really lend itself to sitting down and watching a movie, unless I'm doing something else. But even then, I usually kind of wander off and do something else further on top of that when there's a movie on. Which is why I've seen absolutely no films, and it's great fun to watch everybody be totally appalled when they find out how little I've seen. So this kind of held me up a bit when I was trying to think of who I wanted to play characters. So I might need you to help me. Okay. Okay. So, we know Chandra's pr- almost certainly going to be in it. Yes. Who would you? Who would voice Chandra?
1: Who would voice Chandra?
0: My, my pick was, and I can't remember her name, but the actress who played Wonder Woman,
1: Gal Gadot. Yes. I could see Gal Gadot as Chandra.
0: Gal Gadot would be a kick-ass Chandra.
1: Yeah.
0: Who's gonna Who's gonna play Nyssa?
1: Um, Nyssa needs to be someone a wee bit older. I think, how much older? But like, I don't, I don't know how old Gal Gadot is. But this is an elf, like, so they're okay. really long lived. It needs someone with a bit, a bit of gravitas behind them. Um, um,
0: Meryl Streep, but is she too old?
1: Oh, I'm, I, I don't think, I think she's too old.
0: Okay.
1: Like you don't want it to be weird.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. What about? Oh no, oh
1: maybe not actually. Olivia Coleman. But maybe she's not old enough. No, I think Olivia Coleman would be good. I can... Olivia yeah. Coleman is Nyssa. Yeah, I can see Olivia Olive I can see Olivia <laughs> Coleman as Nyssa.
0: <laughs> that would be awesome. Um I really want I was like looking through the lore from the Zendikar story. Because I, I don't really read an awful lot of the lore, so I was kind of I was kind of working the assumption maybe they'll just they'll just go from the origin and just work through you know, Zendikar, Shadows of Innistrad, all that stuff. Sure. And I was like, looking at the characters and trying to dis- work out who was going to be in it. And I really want Nicol Bolas to be played by somebody that just not Nicol Bolas. And um, I really want Obnixilus. Uh huh. To be played by someone that just doesn't sound at all like you would expect Obnixilus to sound. Like. Cause he looks. He looks like he would have like a proper. A like, scary demon voice. Yeah. And I really want him to be voiced by someone like Benedict Cumberbatch. Or like
1: Gilbert Gottfried.
0: Oh, I don't know who that is.
1: Oh, YouTube Gilbert? Gilbert Gottfried. unless listen Gilbert to his Gottfried.
0: voice. I mean, I'm going to... Gilbert Gottfried. What's he on? Oh, he was the parrot in Aladdin. Yeah. Okay, sure. Who would you pick to voice Jace?
1: Jace? I actually had to think about this. Okay. David Tennant. Really? Yeah. I think he can do smarmy and annoying really well.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's like meant to, like meant to be an insult
1: or not. It's not an insult to David Tennant. He's so like so much... he's he's acting when he's doing it.
0: Yeah. So much smarmy and annoying. I'm just like looking at pictures of Jace for... <laughs> for inspiration. I can kind of see it. I can I can kinda of see it. I was trying to think who would play Gideon and the only voice I had in my head was Soldier Seventy Six from Overwatch.
1: No, I have not played Overwatch, so I don't know what Soldier Seventy Six sounds like.
0: Okay, I can't I can't think of a comparison to make because every time I try and think of a comparison the only thing that comes up is Soldier Seventy Six from
1: sure. Overwatch. See I I was thinking Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
0: Oh, for Gideon? Yeah. It was either going to be... I wanted to put him in somewhere. I wanted to put Dwayne Roy Johnson in somewhere. It was either going to be him or the guy that plays Aquaman.
1: Jason Momoa.
0: Yeah, I think he'd be killed. Cool. Yeah. Plus, he kind of looks like what you'd expect Gideon to look like, but with shorter hair. Yeah. We're missing someone. Liliana.
1: Angelina Jolie.
0: Really? That's interesting. Yeah. I really want... I've just... <laughs> I've just... <laughs> I've just spelled Angelina like a g e n i n a i
1: Angelina. H Nina. H Nina.
0: A Angelina. <laughs> H-Nina. H-Nina. A- yeah, I can't spell and Angelina Julie. See, so I kind of, I kind of wanted, like, we didn't really hear her talk in the uh more of the spark trailer. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: in my head, I really wanted her to be like um. I really wanted her to sound like
1: like a valley crazy. girl or something.
0: <laughs> or like Stacey from Gavin and Stacey. Yeah. <laughs> that, would be that would be amazing. Oh my god, I want that now. I want all of the characters in the Gatewatch to sound like nothing that you would expect. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely. alright, Okay. That's that's a mu- that's much more fun. Okay. Um, Jace has to sound like Michael Caine in that case. Okay. Um like sound like a valley girl. Yep. Um. my My suggestion, actually, no. My my suggestion was shit. I'm not gonna <laughs> valley girls much better. Gideon has to sound completely feeble and a bit pathetic.
1: Um. Gideon should be what's that? What's that comedian's name? Um. The the guy with the really squeaky voice. Oh what Joe Pasquale Joe Pasquale, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so Nyssa's an elf. But and you said Nissa has to sound really old. But who would be funny?
1: Who would be funny as Nyssa?
0: Like uh
1: oh what's her name? Mara Wil Mara Wilson, but in Matilda. Oh yes. I, I thought of someone, but it'd be better for Chandra. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Front dresser. <laughs> Fran Drescher.
0: Fran Drescher.
1: Yeah, she was in the nanny.
0: Oh, I've not, seen, I've not seen that. I've been reading the description, <laughs> best known, best known as her name, best known for her role as Fran Fine in the TV hit series *The Nanny*, and for her nasal voice and thick New York accent. Yeah. But see, now that I've read that, I, I'm picturing Chandra being voiced by the woman who played uh, Janice and Friends. But doing her Janice and Friends voice. Oh, who was that? Uh, I don't know. I will look her up. But you can you can hear that now that I've said it, right?
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely.
0: Because she doesn't sound like she sounds in friends. Maggie Wheeler. Yes. What Maggie Maggie Wheeler hundred <laughs> percent has to do <laughs> has to voice at least one of them. Yep. Oh, that's funny. Um, who would do then who would do Omnixilus? Someone not demony at all.
1: I think Joe Pasquale. I think it should be Joe Pasquale.
0: I thought he was Gideon.
1: Oh no, he's going to be Gideon. Yeah. Gilbert Gottfried is It has to be someone to not
0: demons. Who's got a really soft voice? Who's really softly spoken and doesn't sound like a demon at all? Um. Like, no, I think it's like David Schwimmer or something. Just what one of the friends theme.
1: David Schwimmer's a shout.
0: David Schwimmer's
1: a good shout. Who's really
0: soft spoken? Or like Graham Norton or something.
1: What about. Um. no. This con.
0: What about um? Gosh, I need, I I need to try and work, remember how to pronounce his name because I pronounced it wrong the first time I was talking about it with Sean and he laughed at me for ages. The dude who plays Mulder in the X Files.
1: David Duchovny.
0: David Duchovny, yeah, he's pretty soft. Yeah. Sport. And then, uh, and then obviously because it's, it's moving into the Bolus arc, you'd need to get Nicol Bolus in at some point. Who's gonna voice? Who's gonna voice the big bad?
1: Who's going to voice Nicole? Ellen else? DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. I love it.
0: Oh my god, that's amazing. Wizards of the Ghost, uh, please hire us to cast your, <laughs> cast your animated Netflix series about Magic the Gathering. We've just absolutely nailed it.
1: And um, obviously you need Ugin near the end. That should be Jane Horrocks. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh my god, that's amazing. Oh, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> who else? Who else is gonna be the Gatewatch
1: movie? Uh, who else joins the Gatewatch? Teferi? Kaya
0: Oh Kaya! Teferi. Oh, see my pick for Teferi was obviously gonna be like Edris Elba or something. Yeah. But that's not gonna that's not gonna work in our version. Chris so Rock who, who
1: Chris would... Rock is Teferi. Um uh, you think? Yeah. Oh no, hold on, hold on. Who's the who's that guy? Who's the guy in Jumanji? What Robin Williams. No, Kevin Hart. <laughs> 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 Actually yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Kev- Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart can be tiber. Um who's gonna be Kaya? In in the dream world in the actual series, I want Beyonce to do it. Can you imagine Beyonce and the Gatewatch?
1: Beyonce in the Gatewatch would be amazing.
0: Hold me. But in our version
1: um, Missy Elliott. Oh my
0: god, <laughs> oh my god yes. This is amazing. We've just ruined this series yeah. for ourselves. You do realise?
1: I know. <laughs> I know. I know.
0: We're not going to be able to launch it. And oh you...
1: my god, who's going to voice a Johnny? I was just about to ask who's going to play a Johnny. Um... Yeah,
0: hey, who's going to play a Johnny? Um, Billy, Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> Alright, Casey, show us your Rager. My
1: Rager. So I didn't I didn't think I had a Rager this week. I thought I had been quite content, I was quite happy, nothing had pissed me off. And then I had to look something up on daily MTG on my phone. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. And for fuck's sake, how <laughs> how hard is it to design a website? <laughs> Come on. Like, have you? <laughs> it's it's bad enough when you're looking at the desktop site, right? It's it's fucking bad enough trying to find anything anywhere on that website at all ever when you're on the desktop site. But fuck me, have you seen how table layouts look on the mobile oh, site? Great.
0: Let's look. Let's let's go. In, let's look it up. Let's have a live, a live. Tries to react to the daily MTG site on mobile, because I don't think I've ever been onto mobile. I try to avoid it. Article Wizards articles. That's daily MTG, uh, or is it the new daily MTG, or is it daily MTG colon Magic?
1: Exactly. Who even knows? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, let's try the articles one first. Oh, that's not the worst thing I've ever seen. So maybe I'm looking at the wrong one. Let's go to daily MTG colon Magic and we'll see. Oh, okay. Well, this, this. So this is this is what one of the ones that appears in the list of uh, when you type daily MTG into Google, right? I've I put a space. Maybe that was my mistake. Maybe maybe I should have put it as all one word. But I'm a sort of newish player who's been told to look at daily MTG for the daily updates, of of you know daily stories and interesting things posted. So I've typed daily MTG into Google and. I have I'm met with confusion. It says daily MTG Magic, so obviously you think that's the one that you need to go to. Uh the first article that comes up is uh, stuck behind a computer screen while oh hang on a second. <laughs> stuck behind a computer screen while the everyone else is at Magic
1: Weekend. While well, the everyone else
0: <laughs> Yeah. Fear not. Our illustrious our illustrious team of Snoops, sleuths, sharks and shakers I write to bring you the latest buzz from the Premier Pro Tour event of the two thousand and six season. Wow! <laughs> and then there's the new Daily NTG, which um, is an article from two thousand and seventeen. So I'm guessing it must be this article's one. Maybe. Yeah, I I can I can see your point. I can hundred percent see your
1: point. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so tra- trying to trying to find anything at all is an absolute nightmare trying to like i'm I'm looking at the moment at the what am I looking at fuck knows the magic online calendar schedule, and trying to read this is so so I'm looking at what happened on on June the first on the magic online calendar right, and what it says is war new line of new line the <laughs> new line. Spark, new line. newline new line. D, new line. MCQ, new line. Final, new line. S, open brackets, MC, new line. Barsa, new line. Lona, close brackets, new line. Open brackets, Magic new line. S- New line, on line, new line. <laughs> eh, close brackets. <laughs>
0: what the fuck? <laughs> Seriously,
1: <laughs> that was a beautiful reading. Even when I go to the front page, right, I go to the front page of Daily MTG, and you know what? It looks nice. It looks nice. um. But I want to know about the biggest news in Magic the Gathering in the past probably 20 years, which is the Netflix animated series coming from the directors of Avengers Endgame, Game, Right. I load the front page. Nope, nothing there. I scroll down one page's worth. Nope, no. There's a uh, Mark Rosewater's written nine hundred articles. Okay. Uh, some news about the London Mulligan. All right. A video from the professor about the top five best Modern Horizons cards. Sure. All right. Uh, a link to Red Bull. Um, about their new tournament series. Uh, a link to Star City Games about bears. A link to Hipsters of the Coast about designing Modern Horizons and then only then three pages <laughs> down from the start do I get a link to Polygon. Not even not even Wizards of the Coast's own article. A link to Polygon about the directors of Avengers Endgame adapting Magic the Gathering for Netflix. Like, who fucking edits this thing? And then you you go down underneath that that little banner ad and you get um you get the events calendar but because you're on on mobile you only see one event at a time so that's useful so magic fest taipei is in three days i mean that's 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 good to know like but i have to scroll so far if i want to see any other events at all and then there's there's like four buttons at the top of this calendar and one of them is a calendar button right so i know what that does one of them is some magic cards, so I press on that, and that's product details about uh, recent products. That's that's fair. I mean, that's reasonable. Well, you said recent like... products. It's got um... oh, Ultimate Masters is there, so you know, yeah. And then the next button is is podcasts. Fair enough that the icon's a big play button, right? Now, don't click on the next one yet. Okay. So it's two swords crossed. Is yeah. the the icon? What do you think that is? Uh, I want to
0: say... I, I I see what I want to say... I know it's not going to be right based on your reaction. I want to say it's like something to do with Arena.
1: That's the store locator. Why? I, fuck knows. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, because yeah.
0: Oh, it's also formats. Yeah. Formats the store. Formats and store the store locator. Cross, the the cross swords. swords. Yep
1: yeah amazing so please 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 wizards do something about if you if you don't change anything even if i've ranted about this for nothing and you you take one thing away please when you're formatting tables in your articles give a thought to people looking at mobile because every other line just doesn't display because it's white on white Oh, so you can't oh. read it. And, and, like, it just... The tables look horrible. Sort your fucking tables. Sort your tables. That's that's all I ask. Can I have a little mini-rager? You can have as much of a rager as you want.
0: There is an offer. Um, uh, this is an open letter to people that design or do merchandise. Especially t-shirts. Dear people that make t-shirts, please, for the love of God, if you're going to put t-shirts out, I don't know how easy it is to get T-shirts made or what sort of logistics are behind it, but for the love of God, do them in women's fit, because it's all well and good saying these are unisex T-shirts, and they technically are, because there's not they don't like catch fire if a woman puts them on. They don't just burst into flames <laughs> when they touch skin. They don't just combust the moment that you 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 know a, a woman dares to put her hands upon them. So technically they are unisex. However, as someone with um. A chest. Let's let's say that the options are you either get one that's far too small so that it doesn't hang off you, and it's way too small because it you have to you have to put it over a chest, or you have to get one that fits the chest, and it's massive everyone else because it's the only way that you can actually get it to fit there. So please, for the love, please, if you're gonna do t-shirts, because I see so many cool t-shirts that I want, and especially when getting t-shirts at uh, at GPS, which I have done in the past but they're all unisex sizes so it means that I'm running out of room for ill-fitting clothes in my house.
1: You can only have so many ill-fitting clothes.
0: My drawer is so full of ill-fitting clothes please, if you're going to get t-shirts done, if you're going to do t-shirts as merch, please get them done in women's sizes because I'd really like my clothes to fit me and currently most of them don't.
1: Think of the betitted. I always think of the (laughs) betitted. I'm drawing a horse at the moment. You're drawing a horse.
0: Cause it just there was a pen and I like started doodling, so I'm, I'm drawing a horse. It's not a very good horse. I'm gonna send you a picture of this horse and we're done. Okay. It's a fucking shit horse. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a stupid fucking face, <laughs> stupid fucking legs, a daft wee tail, and a saddle. <laughs> oh my god. Fucking knee. You, should, you have <laughs> to put that in a speech bubble, oh, fucking me. Okay, okay. I'll do that. I'm just drawing its little fucking hoops on the now. <laughs> 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 Stupid little hoops. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay?
1: <laughs> no, your description of this horse has tickled me. Uh,
0: wait till you see it. It'll tickle you even more. I'm, I'm so excited. Maybe it's born with it. Maybe it's Nabelline. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> right, I'll take a picture of this horse and send it to you. It's gone on an envelope. <laughs> oh hang on, I've not done that line right. Really. Okay. I've said to this horse. Send it to your Facebook. <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so good <laughs> I fucking love that that's so good do you like its little saddle? I do, I love its little saddle what should we call it? Um, that can be the mascot of the podcast it can be the mascot well, what are we going to call it? I don't know, we should have a competition to name the horse oh my god, we should totally have a competition yes Okay, um, uh, tweet us or email us your horse name suggestions, and we'll pick the best one. <laughs> and it will be the name of this horse, which is now officially our mascot. I'm so excited, Casey. <laughs> okay, so the, the the one person that that's going to get in touch with you to tell you, um, what the Mulligan rule is for Canadian
1: Highlander. Where can they get in touch with you to tell you this information? They can get in touch with me to tell me that information on the Scourge Divas Twitter, which is at Scourge Divas. Um, alternatively, if they want to message me personally for some reason, <laughs> uh, they can find me at Purple Snap on Twitter. And you could also contact us with your burning showers ad questions at scourge.divas at gmail.com.
0: Oh God, yeah. Alternative as well. If you if you have any um questions about Modern Horizons rules, etc. Uh, we're going to have a guest on next week talking about Modern Horizons, who's also a judge. So you'll have you'll have three of us to tackle any tricky and burning questions you have. So send us them as well.
1: Yeah,
0: We'll collate them and answer them.
1: Where can we find you, Kirsty?
0: You can find me also on the Scourge Divas Twitter, or if you want to contact me... Directly and tell me what an amazing artist I am. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at HeyWorstArtist or on Instagram at HeyWorstArtist. Please do get in touch to tell me what an amazing artist I am.
1: But aren't, aren't you the worst artist?
0: <laughs> oh god, no, I'm gonna have to change my username now. I know. Wow. You've fucked it. I've absolutely fucked it. Well, now that I'm having that crisis of confidence, uh, we will see you next week for Modern Horizons Bands. <laughs> Toodles!
1: Bye! <laughs>